Welcome everyone again to church this Sunday. This is the last Sunday of the month and it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful day. Uh, if you were here, uh, I think for the vigil that we had on Friday, um, I was just driving down, coming from home this morning. I just remembered what uh, Pastor Lemmy was uh, telling us, you know, because there's meant to be a meeting of uh, the gathering or is it the why uh, weaker? And he actually told us uh, that uh, there will be a sign. So, oh, sorry. The children, please, you can go to your classes. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I was just enjoying your company. <laughs> Let's clap for the Lord. Let's clap for the Lord. <laughs> So as, as, as they're going, can we just move forward? Can we move forward, please? Let's just move forward so that the space can be occupied. Your space will not be empty in Jesus' name. Amen. Yeah, so like I was saying, you know, I was just driving down. Uh, at the vigil, he actually told us that there shall be a sign. The heavens will be loaded. You know, because I was just wondering to myself, is it today? Is it tomorrow? Is it next tomorrow? And as I was coming, there was nothing like actually showed like that there was any sign. Because he told us it was going to, the heavens would be loaded and it would rain. And I was wondering, where is this sign? You know, just by the time I got to the 16th Avenue, my wife had just started, you know, shaking a little bit. I was wondering, there's no water, there's no rain. God is sending the rain to you. Your heavens are loaded and you receive it in Jesus' name. You shall receive it in Jesus' name. Let's put my glasses. So our verse for today, for this service is uh, John, uh, John 14, 27. And it reads, please Peace I live with you. I'm actually reading from an amplified version because um, I checked quite a few versions yesterday and I loved this amplified version. Peace I live with you. My perfect peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Do not let your heart be troubled, nor let it be afraid. Let my perfect peace calm you in every circumstance and give you courage and strength for every challenge amen so today my message is uh well i just titled it you can it can mean anything to you but what i've titled it is do you really have peace do you really have peace because everyone <clears throat> everyone that i know or should I say everyone across the whole world, in some way or the other, want peace. Everybody actually seeks peace. Everybody is desirous of a peace, whether around them, in the environment, we all just want peace. And this does not just only include people, businesses also want peace. Associations want peace. The government or the nations, they want peace. You know, everybody's clamoring for peace in one way or the other. But the question is, do we really have peace? 
or do you really have peace or do I really have peace? Because sometimes peace means something else to me and it means something else to you. So I'm just going to put up mic. I just want some few definition of what people actually consider as peace around before we actually go ahead. As in what you actually consider to be peace. I just want a few... Another person that would like to help us. Okay, ma'am. Any other? First of all, Hallelujah. I will say peace is the confidence that we have that God has answered your prayer when you pray. Okay. There's a peace or settling that comes from the man that shows you that God has answered. Amen. Any other one? Praise the Lord, man. Any other one? Okay. Well, um, I guess we're all, we're all within the same circle. Um, we're all expressing the same thing. Well, I hope. <laughs> I'm hoping because, like I said, you know, um, definition means something else. And actually, the way it plays out for everyone means certainly something else also. Uh, in, my, in my write-up, I actually put there that... Um, <clears throat> Reality is that not most people, I mean, not everyone, most people actually don't experience peace. Even though we actually crave for this peace. A lot of people in the world that we live in actually don't experience peace. Uh, we don't need to go too far. Um, uh, just only a couple of days ago, North Korea and South Korea, they had that uh, remarkable handshake. They've been at state of war. I mean, just like uh, our brother said, they've been at state of war for donkey years. And actually, that environment has actually placed the world in a very, um, should I say, turbulent period. I mean, we've had uh, Trump and uh, little rocket man. <laughs> yeah, they've been passing back and forth uh, a lot of things to themselves. So, peace, even though... America seems to be very great. You probably consider that they have what 
can make them uh, surmount little South Korea. But yet still they feel that they don't have peace. You, you keep hearing from the uh, senators, oh, this is against our natural, I mean, national security, blah, blah, blah. So I went a little bit actually to discover, you know, from the dictionary what peace actually is. Dictionary meaning of peace, it actually states as a state of tranquility or quiet, such as freedom from disturbance, stress, a stress-free state of uh, security, calmness that comes when there's no fighting or war, coexisting in perfect harmony, and freedom in personal relations. And it says a state of mutual accord between governments or pact to end hostility between those who have been at war. You know, there's so many, but when you look at the definitions that we have from the dictionary, I mean, to me, I mean, that's my own uh, understanding of it right now. It's actually all dependent on something that is external. All the definitions that we've had, you know, uh, you know, disturbance. It's an external disturbance, war, is external to you, um, coexisting with someone, you know, your personal relationship with another person is also external to you. Um, accord between governments, hostilities, I mean, a lot of African countries, or should, yeah, a lot of African countries, a lot of African countries have a lot of uh, uh, state of, uh, should I say, hostility. It's just all stress all around. Uh, Nigeria has its own Boko Haram. If you go to, uh, someone sent something to me recently from Uganda and the lawmakers were really beating themselves. I mean, you'll actually think it was actually a UFC ring. You know, uh, women were sitting down, they were all fighting. The whole hall was just in disarray. So how do we, um, how do we then attain the right type of uh, peace? Because a lot of the speech that we've spoken about, they're all just circumstantial. If this happens, then I feel that I'm at peace. If that doesn't happen, then probably I lose my peace. You know, there was a time that I used to, uh, I used to actually have peace when I look at my bank account. No, no, that's, that's me. I mean, I don't know. I mean, that's, at a time, that's my definition of peace. That I know that for a while, something that comes my way, I can deal with it. That was then the definition of peace, you know? Um, but like I said, you know, it's, it's all, uh, it's still whole external. The dictionary wasn't able to actually explain uh, what mommy actually said, inner peace. You know, in my research yesterday, and uh, I was, because I had to go back again and do another quick search because I knew that somebody would probably mention inner peace. You know, but inner peace doesn't really, uh, I mean, what is giving you that inner peace? You know, because the uh, guys that do yoga, they'll tell you, you know, when you do your home or whatever you do, the inner peace will come, it will settle you. So you can actually find ways to actually do things that will actually probably bring you an inner peace. 
but it doesn't actually really mean that true peace because you're still going to be agitated. You know, they'll tell you it's a spirit, you know, a medium or whatever that will help you to gain access to this peace. But still, it will not come. Praise the Lord. So I actually have in here that David, King David was a character in the Bible, you know, that understood uh, a period when you had peace and a period when there was no peace. His life was wroth with uh, war and his life was also wroth with uh, a shadow of peace. It wasn't like as if he had it all peaceful. You know, all throughout his life, David was chased up and down. I'd probably say the first quarter of his life when he became uh, an adult, Saul chased him up and down the old place to actually kill him just because of jealousy. And then when he came to become king, he had war throughout. Almost throughout his own lifetime, there was war. <clears throat> and we can see a few things in Psalm 7, because, I mean, he wrote Psalm 7. He wrote Psalm 59, Psalm 56, 34, 52, 63, 54, 18, 57, 142. All these were all about the things that were going through his own life. When life was actually being uh, squeezed out out of him but yet he actually was able to go through this you know this month has been a month that we've been discussing peace 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 but i i'd like us to actually uh take kind of like a a quick uh recess and actually say within yourself since we've discussed this throughout the month have i really 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 been able to get this peace because like I told you, mine was a situation in the past that I would look at my bank account. Some other person is like, oh, I paid my mortgage. Some other person is, oh, I've been able to feed myself. But if situation actually changes from the norm that you have, will that peace still remain? Is that peace still constant? <clears throat> so I want us to just uh, go through a few Bible passages. Uh, this is about David before I move on to my next uh, little bit. So Psalm, uh, 1 Samuel 18, 10 to 11. I'll just read a few because, I mean, the word of God will minister to you and will strengthen you in Jesus' name. So 1 Samuel 18, 10 to 11, verse 10 says, And it came to pass on the next day, that an evil spirit came, and an evil spirit from God came forcefully on Saul, and he raved madly inside his house while David was playing the harp with his hand as usual, and there was a spear in Saul's hand. Saul hauled the spear, for he thought, I will pin David to the wall. But David evaded him twice. The many things that have actually tried to pin you to the wall. Many things. We can see. Uh, I mean, it might not be physically that something is pinning you to the wall. But challenges can actually be something that can pin a person to a wall. 
So as, as, I, as I read it, just uh, kind of like uh, situate yourself, situate circumstances that probably you might have gone through. But God was able to actually take you out of that. First Samuel 18 again, 24 to 25. This is just a chronicle of some of the things that actually David went through. 24 says, the servant of Saul told him what David said. Then Saul said, this is what you shall say to David. The king wants no dowry except a hundred force king of the Philistines to take vengeance on the king's enemy. Now Saul's intention was to cause David's death at the hand of the Philistines. You know, he was always at the edge of death all the time. But somehow, this man continually found himself within, you know, uh, an oasis of peace. Then if we go to 1 Samuel 19.10, it's just a chronicle, like I said. Verse 10 says, Saul tried to pin David to the, to the wall with a spear, but he escaped from Saul's presence so that Saul only struck the wall, no, the spear into the wall. Then David fled and escaped that night. Then if you go to verse 11, Saul sent messengers to David's house to watch for him so that he might kill him in the morning. But Micah, David's wife, told him, if you do not save your life tomorrow night, no, tonight, tomorrow you will be killed. You know, he was a man that was on the run constantly because someone was dedicated to having him killed. Everyone that is set against you, they will fail in Jesus' name. First Samuel 27 verse 1. So, but David said in his heart, I will die one day by the hand of Saul. There is nothing better for me than to escape to the land of the Philistines. Then Saul will give up searching for me inside the borders of Israel. I will escape from his hands once and for all. I'm sure somewhere down the line in somebody's heart, you're just wondering if I can just leave this boss, if I can just run away from this thing, if I can just escape from this hardship that I'm going through, from this situation that I'm going through, God will cause you to escape in Jesus' name. You know, he, he actually endured seasons of war, even with neighboring towns, neighboring kingdoms. Everyone was just at him. He was in and out of battle, even with his own men of valor. There was no place for him to live for a while. This guy was just like a guy that just sleeps up and down the old place. So still, I still ask that question. Do you really have peace? Even though you are going through a lot of these challenges that you're going through, are you still able to extract peace from within what you are going through? God will give you peace in Jesus' name. Verse 19, sorry, 1 Samuel 19, I just would read this, verse 18. Then there was war. Because all those ones was just Saul seeking his life. All what we've seen before was Saul seeking his life. There's still more verses that I just, I mean, it's, it's, you know, we have a short period to, uh, to discuss with ourselves. But 1 Samuel 
19.8 says, Then there was war again, and David went out and fought with the Philistines and defeated them with a great slaughter. And they fled before him. And if we go to Second Samuel 8, verse 1 to 3. Second Samuel chapter 8, verse 1 to 3. The Bible says, and it, came to, and, and it came about this, that David defeated the Philistines and subdued, in bracket, humbled them. And he took control of, jeez, I don't know how to pronounce that. <sighs> Sorry? Nechegaba, thank you. Uh, the main city from the hand of the Philistines. He defeated Moabite, I mean Moab, and measured them with the length of rope, making them lie down on the ground. He measured two lengths to choose those to put to death, and one full length to choose those to keep alive. And the surviving Moabite became David's servant, bringing tributes. Then David defeated Adiazah, the son of Reob, king of Zoab, as he went to restore his power at river Ephrates. Even as your enemies want to restore their power, the Lord will defeat them in Jesus' name. You know, so this guy was a guy that was going from wanting to be killed or escaping from wanting to be killed to going to war. It was just back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Where have you found yourself? Which, you know, where's your own barometer in terms of you are moving from this to that, from this to that. Appears it's just not ending. It appears the season is not ending. But since we're in the season of springs, uh, spring, God will spring new things in your life in Jesus' name. New things shall spring forth in your life in Jesus' name. So I said to myself, you know, I've, I haven't looked at all this. He enjoyed a short-lived period of peace. Because 2 Samuel chapter 7 verse 1 told us, When the king lived in his house or palace, and the Lord had given him rest from all his surrounding enemies. It was just short-lived. It didn't take long after that, he went back again into war. So, life could be like that. That you are moving from winning one battle and another battle is coming up. You have a small season and then another small season will come. And, you know, another season and another small season will come. But within it, God has prepared an oasis of peace. You know, if we go back to our verse that we read, first um, John 14, 27, you know, something that actually, the reason why I liked that version was it says my, this is the latter part of the, uh, sorry, of the, <coughs> of the verse. It says, let my perfect peace calm you in every circumstance and give you courage and strength for every challenge. He knows that there will be challenges. He has prepared you for those challenges. 
It now depends on where you have placed yourself. May you find yourself in the place of strength and courage in Jesus' name. I pray for you again that may you find yourself in the place of strength and courage in Jesus' name. You know, so as I was doing or writing this, my prepared speech, something that came to mind was in 2 Samuel 7, 9. And that's the reason why he was able, you know, because we had all sorts of definition of uh, peace as we started off. So is it amplified? Okay. Thank you. But what I did like was the fact, I only just uh, took the very beginning of it. Because it says, I have been with you wherever you had gone and have cut off all your enemies from before you. Really, that's the key thing that holds your peace for you. It's not the fact that there were no disturbances. It's not the fact that, uh, um, you know, you, you were able to uh, be in a good uh, relationship with uh, whoever that you're dealing with. But says, I have been with you. The fact that you had God or you had Jesus in your boat is what actually determines whether you truly have peace. It's not a function of all the external things that you have. And I pray that God, even as you move into the next quarter, will be with you in Jesus' name. So, Philippians chapter 4, verse 7, tells us, And the peace of God, that peace which reassures the heart, that peace which transcends all understanding. That peace, you know, because that's the way my own, my own, yeah, that peace, that peace, that peace. Stands guard over your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus is yours. So just to, you know, revalidate the fact that it is actually Jesus, the Prince of Peace. Is the only one that can supply that peace that is required. He will provide it for you in Jesus' name. I know the thing that I also wrote is that in the dictionary, to the extent that we can define it, that's how the dictionary has actually supplied it. To the extent that you can define it. The definition of the dictionary is what any of us can actually comprehend in some certain way. But what makes the peace of God different is that says which transcends is not explainable. You cannot fount on it. Just like uh, the song that we, the choir gave us this morning. That you cannot uh, grasp and you cannot fount on the depth of his love. You know, it's something that you just can't, you know, you, it's, you find it very difficult to actually dig. You can't explain it. You know, um, it's a difficult place. And, and that was what led me, as, as I was still digging a little bit last night, to this uh, man that was sang his song, um, It Is Well. 
Uh, I think his name is uh, Oreato. I don't, I don't know how to pronounce the name, but sorry. Uh, anyway, the last name is Parford. He's a lawyer and is a church leader. Um, you know, he lost his son to uh, scarlet fever. And um, sometime later, the whole family was traveling to Europe. And um, the sheep had some problems. It was a colossal loss. You know, people lost their lives. Um, his, his last sets of children, four girls, they all died. And the wife just sent him a message or a telegram that uh, uh, she was the only one that survived. One survived. That's all the man got. So, and even within that colossal loss that the man had, especially if, I mean, you lose something, you, you know, your peace is gone. You know, it's just, everybody just starts to, oh, but, you know, he was calm and the daughter said, it didn't take long after that, that the man wrote that hymn that we sang, it is well with my soul. It is well with your soul in Jesus' name. The thing is that we haven't actually gone through any or half of what this guy has gone through. We haven't gone through or half of what he has gone through. And you will not go through it in Jesus' name. So I now just said to myself, men that actually kept their peace. There are few people in the Bible that actually kept their peace. Even when things actually shattered around them. May things never shatter around you in Jesus' name. Job was one of them. He lost everything that will make any ordinary man unsafe. He lost everything. Just in one day, boom, everything just left. But the Bible declares to us in Job chapter 1 verse 20 that he got up, tore his robe, shaved his head, and he fell to the ground and worshipped God. He said, naked, without possession, I came into this world from my mother's womb, and naked I will return. The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. The question is, most of us, I don't pray that you lose something there to you, but even minor things that we lose, we, we get very, very flustered. And, uh, you know, we start, we start to doubt if God is able to do things or not. Also, Paul, on his way to Rome, you know, in spite, I mean, because I mean, in spite of near shipwreck, along with lack of food, when other passengers have lost hope on the way to Rome, Paul was still able to tell them, this was in Acts 27, 21 to 25, men, you should have followed my advice and should not have set sail from Crete and brought on this damage and loss. But even now, I urge you to keep your courage and be in good spirit because there will be no loss of life among you but only loss of sheep. For this night, for, for this very night, an angel of God to whom I belong and whom I serve stood before me and said, stop being afraid, Paul. 
you must stand before Caesar and behold, God has given you the lives of all those who are sailing with you. So keep up your courage, men, for I believe God and I have complete confidence in him. And it will turn out exactly as I have told you. But we must run the sheep aground on some island. So you must have complete confidence in God. I pray that your confidence will not wane in Jesus' name. You know, we're going, like I said, we're going to a new quarter. This quarter will bring you a season of spring. You will have spring in your, in your, uh, in your footing in Jesus' name. Where you have lost balance, even in this last quarter, God will give you new spring in Jesus' name. Also, Jonah. Jonah was a man that was running away from God. However, he got into this uh, boat or ship or whatever. And he himself was also near shipwreck. But we were told in the Bible, that's in Jonah 1, 5 to 9. And even as the sailors or the grand old sailor that was uh, so experienced was so fearful, he went to the bottom of the ship and slept off. I pray for you that you'll have the capacity to sleep even when the storm is around you in Jesus' name. Because he was not worried. The peace that he had was a different type of peace. I think this was the only, well, himself, Paul, and Jesus were the only other sets of people that slept through storm. I pray for you that no storm will be able to surmount you in Jesus' name. They slept through it. They did not give any storm the room to actually prevail against them. Also, David that was spoken about in Psalm 23 says, Though I walk through the sunless valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod to protect and your staff to guide. They comfort me and console me. May the Lord console, may the Lord comfort you in Jesus' name. So brethren, is my, my message is pretty short this morning. Because um, I, I, near, I near the end of it. The last person that I actually looked at is Jesus. In order to close up this message. And we can see in uh, Matthew chapter 8, 23 to 27. Matthew chapter 23. No, sorry, uh, chapter, 20, chapter 8, 23 to 27. Like Paul, like Jonah, he went into a boat ride with his uh, disciples and he fell asleep. But he was awoken by cry for help by his disciples verse 23 says he got into the boat and his disciples followed him suddenly a furious storm came up on the lake so that the waves swept over the boat but jesus was sleeping the disciple went and woke him saying lord save us we're going to drown i pray for you will not drown in jesus name 
I pray for you again that you will not drown in Jesus' name. He replied, you of little faith, why are you so afraid? Then he got up and rebuked the winds and the waves and it was completely calm. I pray for you that all around you shall be calm in Jesus' name. Whatever it is that you know that your friend does not know. You know, there are times when, you know, because it is called the midnight hour. You know that thing that is disturbing you. That thing keeps you awake. Even when you see your friends, you're smiling, you're laughing, but you're only the one that actually knows it internally. God will cause there to be a calm for you in Jesus' name. The men were amazed and asked, what kind of man is this? Even the winds and the waves obey him. The winds and the waves of next month, of next, uh, of next quarter, they will obey you in Jesus' name. They will obey you in Jesus' name. So just going back to John 14, it says, peace I live with you. My perfect peace I give to you. He has given himself over to you. All you need to do is just receive him. And there's another key thing that it says there. Not as the world gives do I give to you. I recollect that this last week when uh, South Korea and uh, North Korea met, they actually asked Trump a question. And it says they've actually played several presidents, you know, because they'll tell them they're now ready for peace, but they just were not serious about it. That's the kind of peace that the world gives. It looks like peace, but it is not peace. You will not meet them next month in Jesus' name. They will not be within your circle this coming quarter in the name of Jesus. You will not be at the receiving end of those type of people in Jesus' name. Say amen. amen. There are many of them around. Unfriendly friends. They actually appear to be like friends, but they're not friends. You will not seek them, and they will not seek you in Jesus' name. It says, do not let your heart be troubled nor let it be afraid so he knows God knows that there are things that can trouble you he knows that there are things that can make you afraid however his command to us today is that we should not we should not allow them to trouble us I pray that your heart is strengthened in Jesus name I pray that your heart is strengthened in Jesus' name. So this message this morning is just a message of, uh, you know, comfort and a message to strengthen our hearts. Though it's a question, it's a message of a question that says, do you really have peace? You know that. And wherever it is that you are challenged in the way of peace, May the Prince of Peace actually come in and help you out in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord.